0: Starting, sustaining, and having a successful small business is hard, but you already knew that. But wouldn't it be great to have a podcast that talks to and digs in to the people who've made it? Problem solved. This is Local Vibes, small business success stories. We'll talk to successful small business owners from around the country. You'll hear their incredible stories about how they got started and how they thrived and survived online and within their communities. We'll find out their special vibe. Welcome to our show, brought to you by LocalVibes.us. Let's do this. Now your hosts, Pat and Angie Cherubini.
1: Hi everyone, it's Pat and Angie Cherubini. and today on Local Vibes, we have a very special guest, someone that we've known for, I'm not sure, I I actually didn't figure that out. How many years?
2: I would say at least 18. 18?
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. This is Bree Murner from Just A Walk Home Kennel, and she's a Labradoodle breeder. And actually, are, are you still breeding The Frenchies as well?
2: We do a little bit of Frenchies and a couple litters of Rottweilers.
3: Okay. So cool. So she is the provider of all our Labradoodles Yep, (laughs) for quite a while now.
1: Actually, our first one, Slappy, was from her mentor.
3: Yep, I didn't realize that.
1: And then I I forget. She must have stopped. I think she stopped breeding, and then she told us about you. And I think, did we... Did we do a website for you first?
2: That's what it was. Oh, so
1: and that's how Chris, I got to know you.
2: Correct. Chris uh, was the breeder of Slappy, and Chris was my mentor. Um, before the internet really got super popular, or not even popular, but able to have a website, she had one made by you guys. And
3: Remind me of the name of her kennel.
2: Briar Creek.
3: Yes, I remember now.
2: Yep, and um, she had her website made, and um, I was just getting going because I was being mentored by her, and I had you guys do my website through her.
0: Ah,
1: know
2: each other, yeah. And like, what five websites later?
1: Seems like it. No, you still have the same. You still have the same Labradoodle site. Yeah,
3: and others. Yeah,
2: yeah. we did the mystical merls.
1: Oh, that's right. And yep. we
2: did uh, the French bulldog one. Yep. And now the shirts. So, yeah. yeah. Lots, cool. of, lots of years, lots of years together. together.
1: Yeah. Well, probably where we should begin is kind of tell people, you know, how you and I. I'll tell you what. When I read your um, paragraph that you wrote when you signed up for this. Unfortunately, I had no idea that that was the story behind it. So you need to tell everybody the story behind you getting involved with Labradoodles.
2: How, how the initial onset of the word Labradoodle, I I always focus on that because so many years ago, the word was not even common, heard of. It wasn't even associated with a dog necessarily. Mm -hmm. And, um, I started because I had special needs kids, and um, that's where the thought of why the Labrador would work for us became into existence, but the, the basic story is um, a long time ago when my son was very young, he had taken a bad fall, and um, I had to take him into the emergency room because he needed an x-ray done. And, and it was kind of late at night. It must It's a country, country ER room, ER so I mean, not, rooms, not a, lot of, not a lot of staff. And um, we um, had the x-ray, x-ray done, road. and the radiology yeah. team was backed up. Yeah, so x-ray. with my son my being son so young and, young and handicapped, handicapped he didn't really want us want sitting in the, the ER all, room, all, night. all night. So, so he so so asked he me, did so I want to look at the x-ray, figuring you know, I'd seen quite a few, and I had because of the surgeries. And I said, yeah, I'll take a look at it. It'll kind of give me some peace of mind. So he had brought it in, and we looked at it, and his rod looked fine in his back from the fall. And um, I said, you know, everything looks fine. You know, it makes me feel better. And so we walked out together, kind of leaving the the room, and he looked at me, and he's like, well, I really appreciate you looking at it because I couldn't read it. Your son was kind of like a labradoodle. And, I mean, this is before phones and Internet, and I kind of looked at him. I didn't. didn't didn't even think of the word because i had never I heard, never heard it. it and we walked out yeah. my my sister was with me and we walked out walked Dad, to the, walked car the car and, car and i, and said, I said, said did he say Labrador? and she's like yeah i don't i don't, I don't know what Labradoon. it is And I'm like, a what? medical I term no clue <laughs> and the funny thing was i talked to my mom the next day or maybe even that night i can't remember because we were quite worried about my son i said to her i said." He called my son, son or called little Jesse a labradoodle. labradoodle. And she's like, a what? what? And, I'm like, and I'm like, a labradoodle. labradoodle. And she's like, she's oh, my God. God. She's like, he called your son a mutt. What? And I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, that's a mixed breed dog. And I'm like, that's odd. I yeah. Don't yeah. have any, any understanding. So I don't remember, <laughs> truthfully, the Internet was, was so slow. Was slow. It was and dial up. Dial up. I might have looked it up. I might have just asked around because that's what we did in the old days before the the Google. (laughs) You just asked around to see what other people knew. And um, I said to my husband at the time, I said, uh, I said, Labrador. He's like, "I, I think I watched on the History Channel. They had something, you know, on it. And I said, and we found it on TV. It replayed. And it was a big series that the History Channel had done talking about people going crazy for these labradoodles. But they were in Australia and they were being brought to the United States on planes for therapy dogs. And I'm huh. like, I'm like, that's exactly what I need. I said, this would, this is this is awesome. This is a great animal. I said, you know, I I have to figure out how to get one. So I looked and I looked and it was difficult. And the people, you had to fly out, you had to go through all these different things to get a Labradoodle to the United States and nobody could afford it. The average person couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it. And I was so, I was so distraught because I mean, it really seemed like it was gonna be the perfect thing for my family. Because I at the time I had my, my first son with scoliosis. He was the one at the ER. And then my middle son was born with autism. So I thought, oh my gosh, we are the perfect fit for one of these dogs. Mm -hmm. And I just, we couldn't afford it. It wasn't something within our capabilities. And I I thought to myself, I was raised with animals all my life. I can do this. I can figure it out. And that's how I found Chris. We had a lab and I met Chris and she offered stud service for her poodle. Uh We made our first litter. It wasn't exactly like the Australian, but it was still something in the works of what was coming and being uh, done in America, which was the American Labradoodle at that time. So we had our first litter.
3: So you had no no background in puppies at all? No, no background
2: in that. Just um, (laughs) when I was raised, we had um, Australian Shepherds, which is another breed. Um, we had horses, so definitely always animal based in my raising. So I mean it wasn't foreign to me to start raising animals. That's something I had done all my life.
3: You think that's maybe why you had that connection, the Australian shepherds that you had, that connected the Australian labradoodles. It
2: it, it did. That came in later because of the color. I didn't so much like the breed, but I love the color of the Australian lab or the Australian Shepherd. So we wanted also, you know, our Labradoodles to have that coloring, which was the Merle. So we mm-hmm. brought that into not that breed, but we brought that genetic color into the lines and did the Labradoodle. So
1: Fascinating. I yeah. never, ever
3: knew. And now <laughs> Labradoodles are everywhere.
2: Everywhere. You could say the word to anybody and they would yeah. know exactly what they are.
1: And is, but I remember, crazy. I remember years ago when we started this. That was the thing that nobody knew what they were.
2: No, they didn't. They they really um, they didn't gain popularity. I you know internet obviously, and you know everything with websites. You know the social media. It was able to really put the actual you know, with the Labradoodle and and with many things out there for people to be able to find and research and study and, and see photos and, um, just technology, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's been amazing.
1: And you have now, I mean, you do standard Labradoodles, you do medium and then miniature.
2: Yes. Yep. Yes. For all the different sizes. Um, Through the different uh, lineages, now being able, you know, years later, we were able to get Australian Labradoodles into our bloodline. And Ah. that's where the miniature sizes came in. Really? Yep, the Australian Labradoodle actually was bred with Spaniel in Australia. So it was Lab Poodle and Spaniel. And the Spaniel actually gave us the ability to downsize through the generations. So now we have miniatures, so yeah, so much mm. to learn. <laughs>
1: mm.
3: Don't know. Which mm. are
1: the most popular?
2: Um, you know, it's always different at every different it, it time. it changes? You know? mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's funny how certain seasons, all, every, all the families want larger. Um, and then it'll go through, and then we get a lot of retired families and they all seem to want smaller. So, people's concept of a big dog is family-friendly, mm-hmm. and then people, when as they get older, they look at the responsibility part, and then yeah. the smaller ones fit. But, I mean, we still get a lot of families that do the smaller, just for uh, the ability of grooming, ease of travel, all those kind of accommodations for families. Right. So...
3: So that's
2: my my wonderful story.
3: (laughs) The name, I don't know if we said just a walk home kennel. Yeah. What is it like now? How big, how many kennels do you have? How many
2: dogs are you? Well, we don't really, back in the day when we first started the website with Angie and and you, Pat, um, kennel was actually what any breeder called themselves. So it was considered... um, the actual wording for anybody who breeds and raises dogs. The wording now is really changed. It doesn't really identify us as as what we're doing as much because the word kennel can be boarding kennel, breeding kennel. So a lot of breeders have really moved past the word kennel. So we're not a kennel in the sense anymore. And we never were. It was just the identifying word that people started with. So a lot of our dogs actually live in guardian homes. They don't live on property. So it actually physically makes it nicer for the dog that comes here to have their puppies to not be in our actual living environment. Right. They That's have their nice. own home. They have their own family. Correct. So the word kennel is, we've really moved past it as a breeder, and it still fits because that's who we are. I mean, I've always been just a walk-home kennel, but ultimately, the lifestyle for the animals, it's in a family, it's in a home, and then they come here and have puppies only once a year. Um, some have twice a year, but that's max. Mm-hmm. That they, Only dogs can only have two litters a year, so there's no truth behind what they talk about is animals having litters upon litters upon litters. Nature does not allow that.
1: Right. Real. Okay. Well, that's so good to know. Difference. It is. And good to know that, um, you know, I don't think, I'm sure, I didn't know. I didn't know that, that you didn't have the dogs there all the time, I guess. Right. I, I just didn't think about that. And I bet a lot of people are like that. And, and for them to hear that and to know that, this is the way that you do it, that those, right. the mothers and the fathers are actually, you know, part of a family. Somebody's yep. pet. And someone's pet. pet. And yes. Because I think the stigma there is. There is a negative yeah. side to,
3: to There
2: some, is. And, you know. and that's what's hard because, like I said, the word kennel in people's mind assume they just have a different image. Mm-hmm. But we use the kennel name because that's what was preferred at the time when we started. Yeah, so but things have changed. Um, We call them guardianships. So the guardians actually get the their puppy younger. They raise it, they take care of it. It's their dog. I always tease because it's like we're just um, we just board them. You know, they go on vacation and we have their (laughs) dog and they have their puppies for a few weeks and they go back home. So it makes it nice.
1: That is nice. How many of them actually end up with one of the puppies from, from their, uh, you know, female or male.
2: Yeah. A lot of our families as their dog ages, that's kind of what's nice for them. They'll do a second because their dog is, you know, retiring Mm -hmm. from our breeding program. So they'll do a second puppy or a second doodle for the next and up and coming. And I think they enjoy it because they like to see, I think it's in our human nature to see what, can be produced, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we have children. We have children because right. we wanna see, we love you know, the person we're with, we wanna see what they become and, and all the good stories. And people really enjoy it. It's definitely, it adds to their life because they're doing things for other families. Just how I feel when I make a litter of puppies, those puppies are gonna be something special to somebody and change their life. Right. And those are the stories we all love to hear and make a difference. I
1: I would, we would have a house full of puppies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're great dogs. They are. They're, I would say out of, um, out of the many breeds that are available to people, the Labrador itself fits most families. It's a very mm-hmm. easy train, very smart dog. Um, you have the maintenance because of the non-shed. Of course, you're seeing a groomer, you know. But ultimately, as a pet in your home, it's just a very nice, very well, we're
3: nice. We're on dog. our third.
1: Yeah, very, we had Slappy Buddy and Slapshot Oliver. Joseph.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> slappy, Joe. <laughs> slappy Joe. But yeah, they, and they're all different. You know, they've they've all been different colors, different sizes, and different demeanors.
2: Yeah a little bit different. And they just, and that's what makes it really nice with the Labradoodle. Each one does have a little bit of its own characteristic, but mm-hmm. ultimately the family that raises them, they are able to adapt and become part of their family to where we look at it like this, with people with special needs children, or you know young adult that live in their home, their family already exists a certain way. It can't mm-hmm. change, especially with special needs, because that's, that's what the situation is. So the, the Labradoodle is able to come into that family and be part without that family having to change their whole schedule, their whole life, exercise the dog, take it for 20 walks. It just can come in and adapt. And that's what the basis of why the Labradoodle was started was to be a companion therapy dog. And do you find, to
1: adapt. do you, do you find s- that you're selling to a lot of those people?
2: Yes. That's do one you? of our main, um, well, it's my drive in my life is to make sure. And that's why I started, you know, was the thought that this dog of, you know, Labradoodle would fit into therapy situations, special needs families. That's why they were made. That's why they are being brought over from Australia but the cost could be, obtain you know easily to obtain your own for your own situation of therapy. Yep. yep. So that made it more um, accessible to all mm-hmm. those families.
3: Nice. So. Very nice. So how's it going now? How's the popularity? Are they still everywhere? It's, I think it they is.
2: Are. I mean, it's funny <laughs> because I felt like over COVID. Um, because travel was so limited, people's movement was limited. Um the Labrador became popular in Ohio just the last couple of years. So most of our puppies went to every other state through nanny really? services. Yeah. So oh. through COVID, everything was pickup.
1: Or well, that's good didn't... for you.
2: It was. It was nice. We got to it was nice because I got to interact more one-on-one with my families than just you know, through the phone or, you know, conversations through, you know, texting. Um, It was really nice to see people have something to enjoy, love, get them through the really rough, rough part of what COVID did to every family. So yeah, it was, it was definitely, it put a different, um, just a different part of, you know, life into my life. So, and that's Nothing
3: can put a smile on your face like a puppy. So I'm sure they were happy to pick them up.
2: They, they were ecstatic. They were, you know, in the beginning of COVID, everybody was all nervous and, you know, we had to, do, you know, you know, come in to conform for COVID situations, you know, one family at a time, mask you know, all that fun stuff. But yeah, you know, we made it, everybody made it, we got through and here we are.
1: So when, you know, there are so many doodles out there, there's the Labradoodle, there's the, what do your mom and dad have? They've got the.
3: doodles. all those are the cookies.
1: Oh, oh. <laughs> funny, funny. Um, there's everything there are doodle everything um why what makes the labradoodle better i mean do you
2: hands down i mean there's a million reasons but i mean the biggest reasons or biggest reason i would say is labradoodles have been around for almost 40 years the concept 40 it was it's been 42 years actually I just looked it up a few few days ago. I um, did not know. Yes, I know. I was even. I was like, okay, I've been doing this for almost probably 20 years. You know, how long? When were they actually thought of and made? And actually the concept came up that long ago, 42 years ago in Australia. Um, so actually with the years that they've been made compared to the years that all the new ones have been made, you just don't have the knowledge of what you're producing when you get into all the offshoots of the doodle.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have
2: breeders who do the a doodle, the a doodle. Um, I've seen like an golden Irish doodle. doodle. Yeah. Well, the Golden doodle actually was close. Mm-hmm. It was very close to the Labradoodle, I would say, within maybe 25 years the golden doodle i i i wouldn't know that one exact but it's pretty you know it's closer than a lot of the other ones the golden doodle problem they're a nice dog Uh, golden retrievers are actually very popular dogs the problem they ran into with the golden the golden doodle was the golden retriever part yeah and like many akc breeds every akc breed has its issues You know, whether it's bad hips, whether it's this or eyesight or elbows, the golden retriever has high rates of cancer. And the problem with, yes, they die very young. So when they mix the golden retriever with the poodle, they're still ending up with a lot of cancer. Um, A lot of golden doodles die very young, um, eight, seven, eight, nine. And that's not long enough. That's not long enough when you have an animal that has been trained for therapy tons of money put into oh, that animal. yeah you can't have them pass away special needs people are not able to adapt to change they need consistency
1: mm. i did so, not I even i did not even think about that now our yeah. well how old was buddy buddy Eight. was was Buddy? Buddy was older than eight. Twelve. I'm sorry. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say
2: he was. He was about twelve. Yeah.
1: Is that about normal well, then for 12 the labradoodle? Slappy was eight.
2: The fifteen.
3: Are you sure? Because yeah, mm-hmm. it was just something strange.
1: We're we're debating on when. <clears throat> it, oh, it's okay. When... Time goes by
2: so and, fast. Yeah, yeah it's a terrible time. Like, I know.
3: They yeah, are so... wonderful.
2: So 12 to 15 is the average, you know, um, that's the whole thing. They're not going to last forever. We unfortunately have to wrap our minds around that, but if we can do anything to, to do the best we can, you know, to get them to stay as long as we can, that's, that's what we try. So, so
1: what, um, can you give us like your favorite, one of your favorite stories?
2: Oh my goodness. A favorite story.
1: (sighs) or a favorite family know. that's come by and
2: oh, oh there's so many
3: <laughs> i bet yeah. um, you can give us okay, a couple
2: we can start this is a cute one um just because names are always really important to me special i love to hear what people come up with because i mean it just kind of gives me a whole feel of who they are, what their family is. So um, we had had a family that had gotten their first Labradoodle from us. And it was a long time ago. It was actually an F1. So it was an early generation. I know. And her name was Kanga. And I love the name. I just thought it was different, you know. And uh, they came back for their second one. And lo and behold, they were as sweet as sweet can be in the funniest family. They named the second one Roo. So I said, oh. is this? that's so cute. I love it. And they're like, oh, when we call them and our neighbors here, we can just say kangaroo, kangaroo, kangaroo. <laughs> that is perfect. So that was that was a cute one. I love that one. Um, let's see, another family that impacted me, um, actually they had three three children. They were triplets. A husband and wife, very, very nice um, family. And they had triplets and they're they had a a son, a daughter, and then another son out of the triplets. And the the one son was I don't know if it was a birth defect. I don't know if it was I'm not quite sure, but he's in a wheelchair. But the other two children were what we call, you know, normal in the sense. Mm -hmm. And um they had come by to buy a miniature for their son that was in a wheelchair. And um, they were just the sweetest couple. And I remember I'm sitting there and they were so excited. And they picked out a little black female miniature, I remember. And I looked at them and they went to pay. And I said, no, I, I don't, I want to gift this to your family. I, I I, love your story. I love, you know, there's going to be something. And I can't remember exactly, but I know we had talked and, and talked about how hard it is To have children that are, you have your normal ones that do everything. And then you have one that's not, you know, and Mm -hmm. he needed something special. And I was just so happy to bless them with that as a special gift, you know, and and I love to see people's faces and I don't, I don't do it for any other, any special reason, just they're special, you know, and, and we all can understand people's hardships in life.
0: Hmm.
2: and especially when it's children how can you not be sensitive you know
0: that's and awesome. that's what
2: makes it makes it nice <laughs> that I'm able to do that for families I, I can't I can't give you a million dollars I can't you know I can't fix handicap situations but I can make them better yeah that's all I can do If I can just help if somebody's just to help that's awesome but, I know no, no wonder I love you so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the business I did, it's still, you know, everybody always sees all the fun parts and we do talk about all the fun parts and, and reality is still, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a yeah. lot of work. And, and I try to treat every family as part of my family.
1: Yeah. And you you to, do a great job of that.
2: I will. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I really make sure that that puppy is what they want or need you know, because sometimes people's wants differ from what maybe they need. Mm -hmm. And I got to give my family so much credit. They, they trust me. They listen to me. They realize that I have the judgment to be able to guide them, Mm -hmm. you know, into what's going to be the best fit. Sometimes people get enchanted with the color and you know our colors are amazing we get yeah. such unusual you know the blue eyes oh my goodness that makes me melt I look at them and I want to keep them all it's uh. I, I love them and, and people do they get enchanted with that and sometimes I have to say but we know you really like that color but I've listened to your whole family situation and your story and I've taken the time to digest it and this puppy really is gonna fit the best. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. sometimes male or female people come in and they're like, we want a male or we want a female. And I say, well, okay, let's look at both situations. This one may work out. Maybe you need a little boy puppy, you know, first. And then mm-hmm. as your kids grow, maybe a female is gonna work, you know, good as a second dog. So uh-huh. it really is about just taking the time, listening, And putting it all together to find the right
0: fit.
1: Well, you are, I mean, you've been doing it long enough. You are an expert in your field and, you know, you're used to seeing those
0: puppies.
2: (laughs) I learn every day. I still, you never stop learning. And that's the biggest thing with any business that you have. You have to learn. You have to be open to other people's ideals, experiences, experiences. Um, You can't just think you know what you're doing and just do it. You have to be open. You have to get guidance from other people who have that, you know, information. Whether it's like you've guided me multiple times through, you know, my marketing, through everything, you know, with the website. I can do the fun stuff. I can raise the cute puppies. Yeah. I can do all that, but I need other people's help because I am not the, all parts of my business.
3: And as you know, we learn all the time. I mean, you might talk a little bit about Facebook. You know, there. Are, yep. you you think that, well, number one, you throw a picture of a puppy on Facebook and you get tons of people liking it. Oh, yeah. It. But yep. you're not really allowed. They won't let you advertise it. That's they, a struggle. That's,
2: that's, that's been a big struggle. And it, it's hard because... I feel like I'm doing a service just like anybody else's service, whether you're a car repair, um, you're you, any business that you have, you know, that's why you do it. You, you're giving a service. And I don't understand why they identify animals as such a different service than any other service. And they've really blackballed us and they've made it hard and they hurt people because... I'm trying to make a living just like everybody else. An mm-hmm. honest one, a hard one. I mean, this is not an easy business. It's right. a 24-7. You have to, you can't close shop and just go away or take a vacation mm-hmm. I work really hard. And Facebook has really put a black smudge on breeders.
3: Yeah, it, it's, for it's, it's animals, you know, because we've had another a farm that bred um, boars
1: yeah, big, oh, big, yeah. For,
3: for shows and we were running and that's why you know I told you be careful yeah. because yeah. They, we were running an ad for him and we were doing like a giveaway of their hats, their t-shirts, and they had a big following right. just like you and it went like gangbusters. They yeah. had thousands of people every day signing up for this giveaway and Facebook shut it down because they were promoting the sale of an animal. And well,
1: a part of Well, an it was for the breeder.
3: Yeah. It was right. the semen, is what it was, and right. it was frozen, and they would ship it. That was that was it. Yeah, and it didn't Facebook hurt anybody. Said,
2: it helped people, that's, and you that's know. the
3: way they make new pigs.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. And,
3: and they you not. I mean, your
2: bacon or yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: And they shut down his ad, and they shut down his web page or his Facebook page and his accounts. I think he ended up getting that back, but he's not allowed to advertise. And you know, yeah, a lot of people they'll just shut your page down and that's it. You'll never get yeah. it back.
2: And you well, don't have any voice either. That's no, what I do like. It's not fair because it's like, okay, why don't you warn me or go about it in a way that I can change. Right. I'm open to change. Mm-hmm. I will accommodate your rules. I'm not against that. That's their rules. I can play within that, in that structure, but at least give me the opportunity to, make it right or fix what you don't like.
3: And And in most cases, they won't even tell you what you did wrong. they You you broke community standards. You're done. And that's the end of the story. Well,
1: it goes along with, I mean, it goes back to what we teach, what we've always taught and are trying to teach more and more people. Now these days, since we're doing a lot more marketing is your website has got to be your hub. Your website is, got yeah, to be where you on
3: facebook, push people
1: you know right now it may be facebook and instagram and and things like that but it it can change in the next year it could be something totally different but if you have that website and you have that hub yep then you should be okay you should yeah. be and, should and be people fine. can
2: find you and remember right. you and you can get lost so easy on facebook because like you said one time they take you down and you're gone that's it there's it's,
3: nothing to fall back on. And it's happened, you know, another story we have I've told before is uh, we had a client that sold gun safes.
1: Okay. Um,
3: you lock your gun in it and he was shut down because it had gun, you know. Really? Yeah, we it was
1: crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. very
3: careful because I knew that that was going to be a, a slippery slope with Facebook. Right. And I'm sure all this goes back to some lawyer somewhere that told yep. him, you know, don't allow that. And, you know, some of that maybe you can understand. But this was... A safe to keep guns out of the hands of kids, for one thing.
1: Exactly.
3: No you're pictures of it. We something. didn't. Yeah. We, we said safes. We didn't say gun safes. And either somebody reported it, or but they they shut him down, shut his ad account down, and and he did get back, and he was allowed to do it because yeah. c- because it literally said in, and that was one of those things. They just said you broke the rules, you're done, you're turned off. Right. And as we started digging in, the rule said. That things like that, you were allowed, you know, holsters, okay, and right. it literally said that you could do this, but they shut him down anyway. So it he ended took up some, getting it back. But like you said, you can't call anybody, you can't send an email. Yeah. You gotta try to find a chat, and it's impossible to find. And it's yeah, just and like we said, you can't let that be your only spot that you're doing business online because you can't guarantee it'll be here tomorrow.
1: No. So how and, how do you get yours? Now, Bree, what's your, what are the ways that you get?
2: Well, using, you know, keeping everything up to date on my website, uh, with the optimizing that you guys are able to offer through, uh, your, I don't know what you, I call it a host. Would you call it a host for optimizing? So, you host my website? We uh, host it and we've done lots of search
3: engine optimization trying to get it on. And it changes every day, too. And that's the same thing we tell you know, it's up and down. And keep up. Yep. Yeah. So, you ship all over the country.
2: Yes. We ship all over. So, that also brings, you know, into your guys' situation, being able to reach not just within my own area, you know, keeping it optimized to where it's you know, find findable or searchable for mm-hmm. other people in other states. Um you can't limit your market because obviously your state has, you know, there's other breeders for in my state, obviously, and that's mm-hmm. how, you know, others, other business owners would have it. You're not the only one. So you want to be able to, you know, go outside your your own state and provide that service. I'll so optimizing.
3: Yeah, and that's cool because we talk about how much of a pain in the butt it can be, and how much control they have. But 20 years ago, somebody in California wasn't going to find you.
2: No, and now they can. Not at all. Yeah, it's it's way different. I every day it grows, it changes. I mean, um, with the website, you know, the biggest things are just keeping it up to date. A lot of that's a big thing. I think in my situation, as as for Labradoodles you go to a lot of people's websites they haven't updated it um they don't call people back so i know and i've i've even i commented on your callback service angie i love that that's so nice because i mean i get busy i can't always answer the phone you know the automat at least somebody sees that you did see that they called Mm -hmm. and they get that text back and that's nice because then you can follow up a second time you know when you're not busy and see that okay somebody called i can text them and keeps try the to conversation it. going it does and at least they don't feel like they haven't been answered and, mm-hmm. and sometimes we just get busy and it's hard you know you're like looking through your your phone and it's like oh i missed this call or a voicemail that came in three days ago it's like okay it's been three days you know or something that it's just easy to miss so I really, mm-hmm. I did like that service of yours cool. when you offered that. That
1: was so, pretty nice. It looks like that's something we need to talk to her about. <laughs> <laughs> getting, yeah, her, I know. getting her labradoodles
2: Does on your that. Does your phone
3: ring off the hook with calls and texts? Because I know that's a popular service you have.
2: It is. You know, texting is a big way that most people are able to easily, you know, communicate fast. I mean, that's amazing for me. I mean, once people started texting, I mean, it it made my life so much easier i can Mm -hmm. send them a a video you know it's two seconds but i really like the auto part of your your system because i can't be that fast this you know automated system is much faster than me five minutes ten minutes later going hi sorry i missed your call or hey you know here's my information yeah it just makes it nice it gets people the information is when they want it, because obviously when they're texting or they're calling, they want information, right? So any information I could get them that fast would benefit in any business. You know, you're, you're kind of already getting, uh, you know, you're reaching out, you're touching base. At least, you know, you can follow up. So I like follow
3: up is crucial.
2: Yep.
1: Follow up is big, definitely big.
2: Customers like that. They want to know that they're important. You know, mm-hmm. that they're not just, you know, when you're ready or you're able or you're not busy, they well, want to know that you're taken care of. And that's right? funny
3: because, you know, I agree a hundred percent. That's what we tell people all the time. You know, they contacted you. They right. want the information and we yeah. have like, no kidding, all the time people saying, I don't want to bother them.
2: Yeah. I don't I want to,
3: I don't want to call them, you know, too many times or I don't want to contact them too many times. That's they, true. Yeah. Asked for it, they want the information, and it always takes more than one contact to make a sale. Almost, oh always. goodness, yeah. So, yep. you know, they'll tell you to stop.
2: Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm I'm not a very pushy person because with animals, it does it differs from maybe merchandise or a shirt or something like that. With animals, I I'm very delicate because I get back with them, and then sometimes they're not ready or they're looking at a different time you know maybe summertime versus winter time Mm -hmm. so i don't like to stay into how many times do you contact them or how much you don't want them to feel pressured because right a puppy should not be just an instant gratification type purchase right it comes with a lot of responsibility it's not a shirt you can just you know, right. oh, I don't like it. I'll leave it in the closet. <laughs> this is yep. a puppy. So, I, you know, I have to be very sensitive to people when they're ready. So, that does lead into, you know, I've often thought about with uh, like more of the group emails or group texting to where, you know, I could reach back out in a subtle way.
3: Yeah. Just a reminder.
2: <laughs> just a reminder like, hey, updated yeah. the website. There's all new photos. Mm-hmm. You know. So that yeah. would be That's
3: exactly what be. we say. You know, we're we're not pushy. It's this this is what we have when you're ready for right. it, but you know, here's some information. Hey, maybe you didn't know this. There's some more information. Mm-hmm. And, right. You know, it's it's a way to stay in front of them. Just remind them that you're there and when they're ready, yep. they reach back out, you know. Yeah. The and cold hard point. sales pitch nobody likes, you know. You're not you're not no. selling a used car. Exactly. And and
2: the the thing with the labradoodles is, you know, if you've already talked with them, so you've done the work, you've reached out, you've communicated, you've had phone calls, you know, and and maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're looking futuristically, but it's so easy. You've already put in all that work. Why not reach out months later to kind of get that communication back going? Maybe they'll start thinking about when they would be ready. Maybe Mm -hmm. they have a better timeline. Maybe they know what their summer looks like or vacations or, you know, so it would be nice to reach back out and, and get so some of that communication.
3: Big question is, is how do you keep track of that?
1: Yeah, right now.
2: Oh, uh, well, my phone. Just in your brain? Yeah, in my brain. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> it works pretty good. It, as it gets older, it's less. It starts to get um, full, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, for me right now, I just try to label everybody in my texting. Mm-hmm. Email, you know, email just doesn't seem like um, I, we just don't do a lot of emails anymore. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know, if people don't. I, I'm not quite sure. It used to all be email. Now it's definitely texting. You it know, still so. works.
3: Texting's definitely better.
2: Yeah. So, labeling, I do a lot of labeling. So, anybody who makes contact with me, I try to put in a little note, you know, into my phone for my contacts, but still going through you know it's hard it is yeah. hard i would say that's a hard one maybe it's part of my business i don't know if it's every person's business you know i mean every business has different um structures mm-hmm. but i i do i might you know a good thought is i have seen on other websites about um joining the mail you know like uh, where they mail you out
0: like yeah a newsletter yeah.
2: yeah. Newsletter, something like that might be constructive, you know, to work.
1: Yeah.
3: It's
0: just another channel. That. I mean,
3: it's, it's when you're trying to sell to somebody and try to get your name out, it's just one more way that they can be reminded of you Yeah, until they're ready. Cause you'll get a lot of people that will do that and just follow you for a while. Right. And if you are, you know, if you are doing something with your puppies and Hey, we've got a new, a new litter and check these yeah. out and you know, it that's a way to get those people that you've never talked to yet to to stay informed, and that's what you know. That's what it's for. That's why people sign up for newsletters is they want the news on you, right? And when they're ready, then they're going to reach out.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do like that idea a lot. I, it makes it to where I'm not so hands on. Yeah, but they still get the information. Yeah. Because well, when you're it, a business owner, you're not looking for another job.
3: Right. I know.
1: And we teach, and that's the one. That is the one cool thing with the software that we have. And we try to we try to teach the businesses that we have on it. the The texting type of campaign, if they've you know, if they've opted in and they want more information from you, um, you know, when when you do, like, let's say you had a new litter come, you could just you could send a mass text out just saying, "Hey, new litter. This is Bree. My new litters dropped." And that's all you have to put in this in this text, yeah. right. and it goes out to everybody. And it's so easy, and it looks like it's just you texting right. them. So that's it's nice because it's cool. people like
2: to feel that you thought of them. And a lot of people, and I mean, you've always commented, "Thank you, Andy, about my cute little photos. I yes. worked so hard.
1: You do so good with that.
2: So, sometimes sometimes it's I mean it's like toddlers. I mean you, know, yeah. you know, 20 toddlers to get like herding puppies. Oh, <laughs> I, nobody ever could have told me all the parts of business that it took to run one business. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean there's so many intricate parts and layers and when you can have somebody at your fingertips like you guys, hey, this is what my business now needs what do you got? You know, that really is a strength because it's not something I'm not good with technical. I mean, I muddle through it. I do my best, you know, sometimes I can get through it. And other times I'm like, okay, how do I do this? And then I have my kids, you know, they're grown. Thank goodness they paid for college and have, have some abilities, but they're not always available. They don't want to help me, you know, and, and we rely on our kids sometimes, but Ultimately, I'm always last on the list of, you know, their,
1: their
3: help. So we we laugh all the time because, you know, we, this podcast, you know, it's about hearing the stories of small business owners where we always remind ourselves, don't sell what we got. Don't sell our software. Don't talk about our software. And it comes up every time. It could be any software. You don't have to buy ours, but you know. It's just, it is cool that that all can fit into one, but you know, we we try not to talk about it and yet here we are selling again. (laughs) Uh,
2: No, I, you know, I don't look at it like that for you guys at all. I mean, because I've known you for so long. So I, I look at it as more of a friend saying to another friend, Hey, what, what's your ideals? Because help is just, you know, it's great. You need help sometimes. And I think Mm -hmm. business owners forget that you need to reach out and get help because you could try to sit there and figure it out, but the time you just wasted trying to figure something out that other people know, yeah, is wasted time. You could have been doing something else.
3: Yeah, yeah. and that's the real yeah. reason. We're just trying to help more people. We know we can't help everybody, but as you just said, small business owners don't want more jobs, and I, you know, we don't. Is, I really this don't. This is something if we can if we can wrangle them in and to you know stop worrying about all the latest and greatest things because most of them aren't that great. It's just a time suck. And
2: yeah, they do. Your business is about making buzz
3: business or making money, selling whatever it is that you sell. Worry about that.
2: Yeah. And and do what you're good at. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm good at if somebody comes here, more than likely we're gonna sit down and you know, a puppy's gonna go home with that family. I have a good product. I have something that is what they're looking for. But ultimately, you know, I'd rather be doing that than sitting on a computer because, to me, that's more stress. You know, it yeah. is stressful to me. So let somebody else who has the ability that it's easy for them, you know, so I just don't always want those parts. And I have to remind myself that I'd rather either be able to take a little bit of time for myself, which is hard, or yep. have more time with the animals that I love because that's what I chose to do as my job or a family that you know helps in a situation that obviously every puppy has to have a home so those Mm -hmm. are my three main you know so if somebody else can get those buyers to come to me i can finish that part i just need the other you know the research of the of the computer and the social media sometimes Mm -hmm. as helps
1: so if somebody decided that they wanted to get into the business, what what's something that you would tell them?
2: Ugh. Uh, would you tell them to run? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. You know, it's, oh, that's a hard one.
3: Depends on the day, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah, it does. It is, you know, the benefits to your life, I think the benefit, at least for mine, i I couldn't imagine doing or being any other person ever i mean this is what but i'm a person who takes responsibility very serious Mm -hmm. you can't go into this business just you know hoping you're gonna make some money have some cute puppies because it's not all cute fun and games puppies poop puppies you know Our puppies, they do all these fun things. And and it's okay when you have one puppy in your home and it's, you know, okay, it's one little poop. you know, no big deal, which it isn't. But you have 14 of them that wake you up at six in the morning. They have all pooped and now are all hungry. (laughs) Yeah, And your eyes are not even awake. And you're like, okay. (laughs) It changes the cuteness. So when people get into it, they see all the fun stuff, the easy stuff. Us, us seasoned breeders make it look like yeah. easy. I mean, mm-hmm. I can do it. I can wake up and take care of a couple litters of puppies and drink my coffee and go on with my day to where somebody else that would they could never they could never do that. That's that's just too much for maybe the average person. So mm-hmm. I would say go in slow really think about it. Um, I mean, if you have the love and the passion, then where there's a will, there's a way you'll do it. Mm -hmm. But for the average person, it's not something, you know, that I would definitely be able to say full heartedly that they should go in and have a whole bunch of cute puppies to play with.
1: Like maybe find a mentor Mm -hmm. first. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Mentor was, I mean, but I don't, she could help me logistically with some of my ideals, but you don't know what you got into until you do it.
3: Got to figure yeah. it
2: out. Yeah, that's a that's a that's the big one. Until you're waking up to fourteen puppies,
1: barking. I can't even imagine. <laughs> <laughs> At least though, they have their mom with them, so I mean For that's a, a good bit. thing. Yeah. yeah,
2: but you still mom only is uh, you know. She's only there for a little bit, and she can't give everything that the human or the caretaker or the breeder has to offer. Mm -hmm. We have to offer a lot before those puppies are able to go home. Right. You got skills that you have to build, just like in a child. You know, socialization skills, um, mouthings, you know, they want to mouth everything. We have to work with them. No, you can't do that. You have to act like this, you know. (laughs) And the responsibility of finding that right home for every puppy. That's a huge, huge, that's huge responsibility.
1: When those puppies are
2: born, I have to basically say to them, I am able to find you the perfect family that's going to love you and take care of you and treat you well. Mm -hmm. That's the responsibility. More than anything else. That's the responsibility. And that's big. Yeah. Yeah. people don't
1: think (laughs) do you think it's time for the cards do you have anything else
3: nope let it happen
1: okay i usually ask all our guests i've got these um cards they are all different kinds of topics and we usually ask one do you want are you okay with that
3: okay you didn't do it last one
1: i didn't i forgot with derek didn't i (laughs) No, i didn't didn't i do it Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. We'll go
3: back to the instant replay.
1: That's what happens when you are 50, when you're over 50.
3: We're
2: <laughs> you forget. To forget. Yes.
1: If money were no object, what mm-hmm. kind of party would you throw?
2: What kind of party? Oh my gosh. I would throw a huge doodle romp party. Oh! Uh-huh. Like, a huge. I mean, literally, because I think so many people have my dogs from so many states. That I would just throw a huge doodle round party and a so everybody. much fun. We're there. Oh my god. It would be.
1: <laughs> How and many do you think you've sold?
2: That would... oh, oh, that's there. a hard question. <laughs> that's a lot. So let's make numbers round because rounds easier math. Yeah. So 20 years. Let's just say 20 years of breeding. Yeah. We probably have mm-hmm. Let's say, I mean, because every year is different. Let's just say 300 puppies a year, maybe. Yeah. So 300 Holy times rat. 20. So what's the math on that? You guys 6, got some So you got to carry the zeros.
1: <laughs>
3: six and grand. Six,
1: that's a lot of people at your party. <laughs> that would be puppies. a big,
2: huge party. That'd be a lot of puppies.
1: That would be yeah. That would be so much fun. <laughs> I know.
2: My 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 uh people are like, You're like the godfather of doodles. I'm like, mm-hmm. I kinda am.
1: <laughs> you are? I mean, how many do you know how many other breeders were in the country when you started?
2: Um, I think there was probably ten probably ten to fifteen. That's it. Big ones. Big ones. I, yeah. I say big ones in the sense they had a website Nobody. that were well known that had, you know, lineage. Yeah. You know. So yeah.
1: Wow, yeah, you unique. are.
2: I know. So all those would,
3: people looking for doodles, where do they find you?
2: Well, they can find me all over. No, they. <laughs> well, look, we're getting better at Instagram. So I'm I'm doing a little bit more Instagram.
3: Under uh, Facebook, Ar- under your name or under Just the Walk Home Kennels.
2: Just the Walk Home Kennel. Uh Briar uh Let's see. So Facebook, Instagram, yeah. my website, that's the biggest. It's always just kept up to date. Just a
3: Yeah. correct? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and .com. We're bull. Yep. yep. So.
1: Cool. Got anything else? Got anything you want well, to ask us? do you have any litters that are available?
2: Available right now. It's probably some of the nicest ones I've had in a long time. Oh, my gosh. Blue eyes everywhere. Oh, really blessed. So, I mean, to me at least, I mean, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I try to remind people that I have to keep this fun for myself. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I think is beautiful. And, you know, we always have every color to fit every family, but I like to feel like it's Christmas. Every litter's different, different colors, different sizes. So, yeah, yeah probably some of my prettiest. I'm excited.
3: How do you get the blue eyes? Huh? How do you get the blue eyes?
2: The blue eye actually oh my god
1: it's a secret she's oh. not allowed to yeah,
3: tell. Yeah,
2: it's not really. I mean, it's it kind of worked itself into my program through a friend. Um she had a blue-eyed lab. Just one blue oh. eye. It was it was an AKC lab. So I had to start all over once again, you know, so I I had to start with the early generation To move forward, sometimes that happens. So you have to go backwards a little bit to go Mm forwards. So um, she had a lab that had a blue eye. And I said, I wonder if you bred that, if you would get blue eyes, you know, how I, nobody really knew. So, I mean, the blue eyes, how do they move, transition genetically? Right. It's just one of those things. We'll see. So she actually did. She had a litter. And two of the puppies had one blue eye and, um, I got a a little boy from her. His name was Cupid. He was a little chocolate F1. So he, he wasn't perfectly beautiful. Like you see now with the big, huge coats and the non shed, um, we used them and moved them through our program and kind of by luck, it really wasn't anything, you know, known or researched. There was no true research.
1: Mm -hmm. And,
2: um, just kept, um, and, uh, got blue eyes.
1: Awesome. A
2: lot of years. It just takes everything in the breeding business is not done in a day. It's not even done in a year. Yeah. Five years or eight years or, you know, it's definitely just being consistent and sticking with it. So Rome wasn't built in a day.
1: True. True. I
0: know. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, would you say that?
3: I think that covers a lot of Labradoodles. Does.
1: Yes, it does.
3: <laughs> it definitely does. Well, thank you so much for taking yes. the time out. And thank you well, for I
1: appreciate
2: your it. 18 I years
3: it. of business. Yes. I appreciate it.
2: I know. It's been a long, long stretch.
3: Hopefully there's many, many more. Lots yes. of lab- Labradoodles and soon we'll be talking about your new venture and yep. maybe another one. So that's well, good luck exciting with that
2: one too. I know I can't wait. Give me a couple more months and then I'll tell you.
3: <laughs> we won't Sounds tell anybody good. about it and uh, we'll, I'm sure it'll be a success. Yep.
2: I'm excited.
3: All right. We can be. So that's Thanks, it.
1: Brie. Bye. Have hey, a good
2: one. Can-
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to the local vibes podcast brought to you by local vibes. us. Where we help small business owners like you build the ultimate system that generates more leads, phone calls, and most importantly, more customers. More customers. Join our community by going to localvibes.us and add your business to our directory. You'll also find live discussions, tips, podcasts, videos, and just plain real talk on how you too can be more successful online.